what they they were doing. You felt like as as we talk about the new Utah Jazz uniforms here on the Monty Show, you felt like this was a thing where they just kind of threw it together. Yeah, I felt like in in so first of all, I came to this conclusion just by simply watching the video they released on Twitter and YouTube, the one that right. everybody saw. Right. My biggest problem was that I felt like it was a shortcut. I felt like it was lazy out of the Utah Jazz. And the reason I say that is not just because I'm trying to hate on them, but when you cut enough video and you go through those processes, you start to know what to look for when you're watching some of these videos that they put together. So when I watch this video, what do we get? We get Jordan Clarkson rolling in in his Lamborghini, right? The Lamborghini SUV, which is fire. I think that looks sick. But what do you also get? He walks in. He looks at you know the the new jerseys that are hanging off the the you know the clothing rack that they had. Jordan's saying they're sick, and that's awesome. But then you kind of get into the edit of like shooting him wearing the uniforms, and you can tell there wasn't a lot of hard work put into that edit. Like it was not something that was super complicated. Why am I not seeing Jordan Clarkson out front of the building? Why am I not seeing Jordan Clarkson on the floor shooting? Why am I like why am I not seeing these different the jerseys in different places? Why am I not getting Well, but what are you saying here? I mean, you're saying that there was a lack of effort. There was I feel like there was a lack of planning and a lack of effort put in. I I thought like and again, I know I keep coming back to this, but I really f- was hoping the Jazz were going to take some of these new jerseys and number 1 do a giveaway. Why wouldn't why wouldn't you have said release the video and as part of the video have those jerseys sitting out at very you know like distinct landmarks around Salt Lake City you know or whatever like you know how sometimes organizations will do that where they'll they'll say oh you know New Jersey release New Jersey release hey there's a New Jersey in this area go look for yeah. it you're like well, why wouldn't you well but and my point was on on Twitter on Friday. I just felt like this was was not well done. Yeah. The event itself was not well done. In my opinion, you had an opportunity to do something really special here. You had an opportunity to have a big-time event. And we've talked about this at nauseum on the show. Ryan Smith needed a win. Mm-hmm. I felt like he desperately needed a win here. Mm-hmm. You haven't gotten that win. And this uniform release, rollout, introduction, to me was a loss right. because the fan base is disappointed. The fan base doesn't feel excited. The fan base, in my opinion, wanted something different, wanted something bigger. And what I had said the other day was, well, what if John and Carl had rolled out in the purple mountain uniform? Right. Yeah. What if you had had, and, and, and the other thing that was stuck out like a sore thumb to me is where was Donovan Mitchell? Don't know. Why was it? And with all due respect to, to Jordan Clarkson, with all due respect, why wasn't Donovan Mitchell involved in this? And I, I think that's the thing that I really ask jazz fans here is, are you guys disappointed that you didn't get a little more theatrics here? That there wasn't a there wasn't a little more of of the special, unique. Yeah. The the flavor, the event, the big deal. Man, this should have been a big deal. Yeah. yeah. And all we got was highlighter yellow comparisons. Yeah. It, which I think was a natural reaction. I think that was always going to happen, but I, but I have to agree with you that I do feel like, again, it was a missed opportunity. It's not that the jerseys are trash. Are they my favorite? No, they're not. Are they everybody's favorite? No, they're not. That said, there there are I have seen worse. The Washington Wizards gold uniform from a decade ago was worse, you know? <laughs> like, we have seen worse in the league. 
So my point is, is not that, you know, the jerseys aren't the worst thing we've ever seen. I don't agree with the with the the assertion that they're the worst jersey in professional sports. No, like no, we're not. we're not there with it. That's just not like these jerseys are fine. But I just don't think putting out you know, and again, my other issue is the video you put out was like a minute and forty seconds. You couldn't give me three minutes? You couldn't give me, like, uh, again. But wait, wait, wait. So you do this professionally. Yeah. You, you make videos and you All cut videos time. professionally. Yeah. How much work do you think? How many hours? How many Four actual? or five hours tops for the whole. I'm talking about. The whole thing. I'm talking about. Because they did it. I, I'm pre, I, I could be wrong, right? This is just based on what I saw in the video. It looks like you did it in the underbelly at Vivint. That's what it looks like. It looks That's like what it you looks did like, it, yeah. Like in the basement of Vivint, which is fine. I don't have an issue with that. What I have an issue with is that you have, you know, you have access to the bottom of Vivint Arena, which means you can do anything with that space. And so my thing just was is that you took like three to five hours, maybe. That is not a hard video to cut either, by the way. That probably took a, if they have someone professional, that probably took an hour, maybe 90 minutes. So I'm talking about an hour to set up the set, you know, an hour with Jordan Clarkson shooting him, and then an hour. But I also think that's why you had a situation where Jordan was just dribbling a basketball. Yeah. He was just doing like basketball moves. And 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 what I wanted, and and I guess this is my point, what I wanted and what my vision for this would have been is I would have had a throwback player wear the throwback uniform. Yes. I would have had Donovan Mitchell wearing a black uniform. I'd have had Jordan Clarkson in a highlighter yellow uniform. I want it. I'd have had somebody else. I, I'd have had... I want Don in the black I, I, uniform. Well, well yeah. I, like, I would have had I would have had three jazz players or at least two. I don't know. And I would have had Ryan Smith roll out in a jersey. Yeah. I would have. I would have had current guys, former guys. I would have had your asset, which is the players, on those that on that retro floor... Like, where was the retro floor? Where, like, I would have had an event. Cause the, and I don't feel like we got an event. The thing that stood out to me the most was in the beginning of the video, you had, they played game tape of big time, a big time, the shot from Stockton. The Stockton hitting the three you against know, the Rockets. So you played that highlight, and I was like, okay, I'm a big fan of this. I like this. You're playing the Heritage card. It looks phenomenal. But then you didn't do, you just skipped over current day jazz. You went from that to this you didn't do hey you know the Stockton shot to Donovan Mitchell yes. to like hitting some big shot or whatever to then transitioning to the new era and 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 like the new era of jazz basketball or whatever you just had that's why I feel like it was just kind of thrown together I don't want it to, I don't want to come off like as Mr. Negative or very upset or anything like that I'm just saying that I feel like this is the Utah Jazz we're talking about we're not talking about you know, the Poughkeepsie Flyers who play in front of nobody. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I said, the Poughkeepsie, said the Poughkeepsie Flyers. Yeah, Flyers. yeah the Poughkeepsie Flyers. I, I don't yeah, even I know. Don't know I don't, know. I don't even Flyers know if the, that team exists, but my, that's my point. Never heard of you. Yeah, never heard of you. Never but my point you. is is that the Jazz are a professional NBA team who have professional facilities, professionals behind cameras. They're very capable, and yet this is what they give us. And that's why I say... I just hope that as as time goes on, there's more effort put into this stuff. All right, let's get some of your comments in here on the Jazz Uniform. Yes, I see everybody commenting. Yes, we have a new setup. What today. are some of the comments saying? Tanner Plummer them. says, I like the new changes overall. The sound's a little bit different, and the room looks a little kind of dark. Yeah, right, um, right, Tanner right. also says, that, is it me, or, or do their camera shots look different? Yes, our camera shots are completely different. 
Uh, hey guys. We, we actually have three cameras now instead of just one camera doing three shots. So you get this shot of Jake every day now. You get this shot of me every day now. <laughs> and you get this two shot uh, or a shot of the room. Um, that's what you get. So appreciate you noticing. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Buckley says, looks and sound good. Dante May, what's up with you? Alexander Duque says, didn't notice anything. Hey, good. Great. Uh, he says, the only show that keeps it at uh, Buckington about the jazz. Appreciate that. Jeremy Bolton, what's up? Happy Father's Day. By the way. Yeah, you got it. By the do way. It, do it. Do it. Jeremy Bolton has the best kids in the world. Yes. Well, you're not really kidding. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy Bolton's kids got him an Alex Caruso jersey and headband for Father's Day. Let's go. I'm just saying. Let's go. We're saving families yeah, across dude. the world. Let's go. That's all I'm saying. You know. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Buckley says the Jazz could have been more creative. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, Big Dog O-Town, what's up, my man? Good to see you. He Shout says, Obama. yep, new uniforms, not so bad. Love the purple. Everybody loves the purple. And that's what I mean. Like, you could have, like, there's such an opportunity with that purple jersey. Like, I love JC, man. The guy is awesome. I, I have no problem with Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. But my biggest thing here is, damn, dude, that's the purple mountains. Like, like you got to do something more than just throw it on him with the rest of the jerseys. It deserves better than that, yeah. man. Like, come on. Yeah, I, t I, totally, I totally agree, Hundo P. Did you talk to Ryan? Uh, Dante May says, uh, did you talk to Ryan? Your, your tune made a complete 180. You were talking kind of spicy to him on Twitter. Again, I, I will just say, we don't spin anything on this show. I think if you've become comfortable or, or normalized to one thing on this show, you're always going to get the truth from us. I mean, invariably, we're going to tell you what the truth is. Yeah. Ryan Smith doesn't want to do an interview with us, period. I mean, they don't, they don't even acknowledge our request. So he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to come on the show. That doesn't mean we're going to be negative, but we're going to tell the truth as we always do. Whether you come on the show or not, just because you come on the show doesn't mean you're going to get an easy pass from us. Yeah. Um, but my point is Ryan Smith is a Twitter user. That's where you're going to reach him. Well, and again, that's why I said that <laughs> again, let's look no further than, Hey, we're not trading Joe Ingalls. And then we trade Joe Ingalls. Look no further. Like, Ryan Smith, this is my, and this is the crux of the conversation. Ryan Smith is an owner that wants to be the poster child of the organization. He wants to be yes. front and center. I'm the new kid on the block. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm going to handle this thing. And most importantly, and he said this repeatedly, I'm going to take the legacy of the Millers and carry that torch properly, which in my opinion, he's not quite there yet. I think there's a lot of work left to be done. I think carrying the torch properly is is getting the details right and things like jersey releases. Like I just think there's a lot of learning that's happening right now. And I just Ryan is on Twitter. There's no doubt about it. Tweet at the guy. Don't be surprised yeah. if you get a response. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to get a response, but he won't respond to me. Yeah, he won't. Yeah, uh, but it's fine. You know what? I I it, it's not personal to me. I just think that there is zero accountability in the media in this town. And we've talked about that ad nauseum. I'm not really wanting to get into that again. Yeah, but it's no need. There is, there is zero accountability for them in this town. So a few more comments on this. Ruff's official, good morning to you, my friend. He says, the purple is classic. The black is okay. The others are not good. Tanner Plummer says, besides the purple jersey, the rest of the jersey sucked. Wow. I do like the new courts, though. The new courts look great. Thanks. John Jackson, JJ, good morning, too. He said, I'm a new, uh, I'm a big fan of the Jazz Note symbol. It would have been nice to see them incorporated into the design of the jersey. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, you with that. got it on some level, but not on uh, not to that extent. I have yep. to agree with that comment. Ruff's official says if they're going to make the purple, why not make a white and purple? Thank you. Yeah, see, thank you. Great comment. Thank see, you, Ruff. And yes. I want to point this out. Yes. Everybody who says, "Oh, well, you guys just want to fight with Ruff's official," I'm not trying to fight with Ruff's on this one. That's facts. That's exactly man. right. I, there was so many. And see, and this is inevitably what happens. And this is the beautiful thing about Twitter. Twitter will put out. Um, like mock-ups of jersey combos that are awesome. Like I totally agree. Why are we not getting the 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 purple colorway with white accenting, and then reverse that white jersey with purple accenting? Well, and more to Ruff's Ruff's point is why not a black with purple? You know, agree. Fire black that would look with amazing. Would be. Amazing. Goodness. And by the way, by the way. Are, are any of us going to be surprised when Charlotte rolls one of those out? Because you know they're going to at yeah. some point. That's part of their color well, scheme. They might want to find a coach first. How about that situation? Dude, yeah, good that's Lord. not good. Uh, Tanner says, oh, and he's against the thing that you stick in his arm. Yeah, well, yeah. hey, guys. We're right. not going. We're, no, we're yeah, talking. That's John here. Stockton. On, he on, says, why not? Well, not to get political, but I don't know if bringing Stockton in the jersey reveal was a good idea considering that he supported the release of the January 6th rider. Yeah. I mean, there's some politics in that. Jeremy Bolton says, I can agree with what everyone is saying. I actually really like the jersey, though my Caruso jersey sucks. But how is it released? How it was released is very underwhelming. Yes. Yeah. Spencer D says, Lon Lonzo, Don, Jingles, Hunter, and Collins. The problem is Lonzo Ball is always hurt. Yeah. I had a good Twitter back and forth with a couple of guys on this over the weekend that I love Lonzo Ball's game. But the issue for Lonzo is that he's constantly battling knee injuries. He is a guy that is, I mean, he skips leg day routinely. Routinely, yeah. Like, he's got twiggy legs. Yeah, he ain't got anything done But he's there, always battling knee injuries, and that's just not something I want a part of because I think the Jazz have shown that they have great players, but if they're not on the floor, what's the point? Do you even lift? Nah, probably not for Lonzo. Uh, Rudy Sanchez says, I actually like the Mountain jersey for the 23-24. Well, but this goes back to process, and to yeah. your point, I think the Jazz had to, and from what I understand, when I was told, and I tweeted this last week, the purple was to save the jersey release. I mean, the purple was only thrown in there so that fans didn't hate everything they did. Yeah. That's why you're a year away from the other retros that they showed. Which I actually like the ones that are coming. I have to be honest. I like what so they've do done I. with the new ones. Yeah, so do I. That are, that are coming next year. Should have You should have had them this year. You should have had them this year. How much do you think that the current roster situation is playing into this? Because I think that's a very relevant and fair question. The fact that you're talking about, you know, all these Rudy trades, and we're going to get to that in a minute, but the, just the fact that you're talking about trading Rudy to, you know, Chicago and Atlanta, and all these conversations are happening. Obviously, we didn't expect Rudy Gobert to be there, but let's say the Jazz were in a great place. Like, let's say they won the Western Conference Finals, but, you know, lost in the NBA Finals. Well, then I think Don and Rudy would have been there. So I think it's very curious how much of an impact what the way they went out of the postseason had on this type of thing. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I think it's pretty significant. Yeah. I can't believe that you don't have Donovan Mitchell involved in this. Like, I am I'm shocked by it. Yeah. I, I, am, I, I am shocked by it. I agree with all the commenters this morning as we talk Utah Jazz uniforms here on the Monty Show. I'm shocked by all, all of the, the, the poor planning that clearly went into this. I just, I don't even know how to explain that. And somebody's asking why we know the purple jerseys were delayed or thrown in late because they're not ready. Yeah. And generally you have to submit jersey changes to the league. Then you have to put those into production with Nike for the, the Jazz. It's Jordan brand. 
And Jordan Brand has to be able to churn those out at a high level so that not only can your players have them, but the team store has them, Fanatics has them. like The mannequin can be so wearing that, them. Yeah, so that everybody's able to process that. And they weren't able to do that because they missed the production window. Because it's all part of the plan. Or no plan, to be on point. Uh, yeah, black and purple, my two favorite sports teams, Jazz and Ravens. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, like the Ravens color scheme is a great example. I mean, that would look amazing. Uh, Dwayne Boone. Dwayne Boone. Dwayne. Dwayne. What's up, Dwayne? He says the Utah Wasps. They're okay. wasp colors, black and yellow. Oh, I see what he did there, black and yellow and wasp and Because they're, poll they're pollinating the NBA. Right, right. Okay, got it, got it. It's probably too far. You know what I was saying. Uh, also, Jeremy Bolton says, new sound lights, et cetera, look fantastic. The only thing I'd update is that red bird you have back there. Time, whoa, comment on. Yeah, set decorations are on the list. Yeah. They're on the list. Well, uh, there's big changes coming. Yeah. You know, there's, yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Tanner Plummer says you could have showed Don, um, hit a big shot. Well, according to Garcy, Don has never hit a big shot in his life. Well, Thanks. that's very true. <laughs> that's, that's very true. You know, it is what it is. Um, I don't, you know what, man? I just think there's, they're not awful. They're let's not. Just, uh, the new jazz uniforms are not terrible. They're just not great. They're not a home run. They're not the. They're not let's, the explosion dude, that you hope for. Let's be honest. You can take a pile of crap, and if your marketing team is good enough, they can make it look yeah, great. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, I know that's an exaggeration, but my point just is, is the, the point, they could have just done a lot better. And and I was, maybe we're wrong for it, I guess, at this point. I'm starting to feel that way. Like, maybe we're, maybe we need to change our expectations because it just doesn't seem like that, that they're at that place yet where they're really working hard to put out great stuff right now. No, and I, I do think I do think change is coming. And that yeah. brings us uh, to our next topic. By the way, please give us a thumbs up and a like. Uh, we are rapidly approaching, by the way, uh, 5,000 subs. Like, I am impressed. I appreciate everybody that's go. here, everybody that supports this show. Thank you so much. Let's go. Uh, 4,760. Dude. Dude, we are let's 200. go. Let's we're, go. Do you remember, like, when we were at, like, 3,000? And we were like, well... You know, like, um, I mean, yeah, we're at 4,760. We are 240 subscribers away from 5,000 and giving away the PlayStation. Yes. 5. So yes. that's, that's yes. incredibly exciting. So thank all you gas, so much. And no break. Yeah. Again, seriously, coach, all gas, no break. Like, but thank you for supporting this show. We are, we have big things coming. There's, there is some. These changes are just the beginning. Yeah, They're this a, is yeah. We can't we can't talk about it yet. It's it's highly classified information. But yeah, the, trust um, me, it's coming. The build of the show is coming. So just just get ready for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And on to our next topic. Let's talk about Rudy Gobert's trade value right here on the Monty Show. As we've been trying to update what the Jazz are doing, and it seems like the Jazz are driving an incredibly hard bargain, which they should be, frankly. Uh, because I think Rudy Gobert has tremendous value on the open market in the NBA. And again, what the Jazz have asked for is a first-round pick and a star caliber player. Mm -hmm. Their most likely suitor, I think, remains the Atlanta Hawks. I think a deal that involves DeAndre Hunter makes a lot of sense. The Hawks have been unwilling to make a deal for Rudy Gobert that includes DeAndre Hunter. The second team is the Chicago Bulls, who have been pretty 
adamant that they'd like to acquire Rudy Gobert. I want it. The problem is they're not willing to include Patrick Williams in that deal. And right there, if we just stop right there, I really feel like on both sides of this table in the Bulls conversation, they're doing well from an executive standpoint. It's I really appreciate the fact that it doesn't seem like Danny Ainge is willing to take Vucevic, Kobe White, and a first-rounder for Rudy Gobert. Because, frankly, that's not good enough. Because why would you? Yeah, like, I don't think by anybody's standard that's good enough. And so then I look at at the Hawks situation, and we know that they're real hesitant to include DeAndre Hunter and, you know, like DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, and they want the Jazz to take, you know, Capella. That's that's essentially what, what they want. But Danny's not willing to take Capella, which I really appreciate. And that's why I say... It does seem like Danny Ainge is fighting for the right deal. And that's, to me, that's encouraging. Yeah, I think one of the things that I find to be so compelling about these Rudy Gobert conversations is, you know, what the rest of the league thinks of him. And I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that the rest of the league sees tremendous value in Rudy Gobert. I, 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 I don't think there's any doubt about that. But I think the rest of the league also knows the Jazz are in a situation where they have to deal Rudy Gobert. And I think that's why you see John Collins in and not DeAndre Hunter. You're going to see a guy in Clint Capella, but not DeAndre Hunter. So you're going to take two rough contracts back and you're going to be paying the luxury tax even more. I'm screwed. And not getting anything in return. That's why Alonzo Ball deal with the Bulls doesn't necessarily work. Right. Because he's a guy that's injured all the time. Patrick Williams is a guy that you have to have in return there because he's a young player who immediately fills a void for you. Much like DeAndre Hunter, Patrick Williams makes you a much better, much better perimeter defensive team right out of the box. Yeah. He's a young player you can develop who can grow with Don. He has a lot of value. But the Bulls know that you're behind the eight ball. And they're not going to trade Io DeSumo or Patrick Williams. That's why the Chicago Bulls are trying to get a third team involved in this. And Jake, again, not to go back to the we know everything and I'm hung like a steer, but we know everything and I'm hung like a steer because you knew, well, this is a $50 million (laughs) trade no matter what you do because of how much money Rudy Gobert makes. Uh, You're going to have to have a third team involved in this. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. And and I think that... That's kind of what we've been saying since, you know, uh, since probably six months ago. I mean, when you were forecasting forward, when you were in the middle of the season about, like, how this is going to look, I, I think we could all agree that based on the money and the cap and, and frankly, how much luxury tax you're already paying, like, the third team dynamic was always going to be at play. And I just think that, that to get something done because of the money involved, that third team is crucial. And that's why... I think the the Kenny Atkinson thing in Charlotte is such a big deal because if he had taken that position and really solidified them, I'm not so sure that they would have um, added much to their roster. But now that he's not there and he's he's staying with the Warriors and now they're in limbo, the Jazz are still looking for a head coach. You know, there's still a lot of opportunities and a lot of X factors at play here. And that's why I say... This is going to be a process, whether we're talking about the head coaching hire for this for, for the Utah Jazz or we're talking about a Rudy Gobert trade because it all works together. And that's what I think is so fascinating. It's like, do you clearly Danny Ainge is going to make a Rudy Gobert trade as soon as he can? It Obviously, assuming the package is right for, for Rudy. But the for me, I think there's a lot of conversation around, do you hire your coach first and then make the trade or do you make the trade then hire your head coach? For me personally, I would be I would be coach then trade, 
But for Danny Ainge and, and in the real world for the Utah Jazz, Danny Ainge is going to make that trade and then he's going to hire somebody. And that's how he wants it to be. He wants to hire somebody that's going to work in his structure, in his image, how he sees the team panning out on the floor. And that's what I think is just so interesting as, as part of the process. Yeah, I, I don't know ultimately where this ends up, but I don't see a scenario to answer. Um, James Knight says, we're going to see Rudy's worth when he's rolling with another club. I agree with that. Um, totally agree with that. Ryan Buckley says, any chance that Jazz don't trade Rudy? I don't think so. Because it's not that Rudy's a terrible player. He's got a terrible contract. He's making 41 million bucks a year on average. That's awfully difficult to rebuild a team with. Yeah. And I think that's why he's the most obvious guy to trade. So I don't see a scenario where they don't trade him. Yeah. You know, but I agree with James Knight, um, you know, who, who, uh, you know, and I, I think you're going to see how much you, you overlooked Rudy, how much maybe you took him for granted when he's on another team. Yeah. Maybe you didn't, maybe you overvalued Rudy. I don't know. I think you're going to figure all that out when when you know you move him to another team, and you're going to. I don't see any way they keep. I mean, do you see a scenario where they? Keep I don't. Him? I don't. I mean, I I think that I just think that Danny Ainge is here to build a championship contender, and it's not that yes. Rudy can't be on a championship team. His money can't be on a championship team for the position he plays and his limitations on the offensive end, and 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 that is truly the problem and, and look it again I know I always say this in the Rudy conversation but I'm not even hating on Rudy I'm just simply saying that you're paying a center who doesn't really have much of an offensive game individually uh 41 million dollars a year on average uh over the course of his deal and that's not gonna be good enough with where this roster is at and so then you compound the Rudy contract with other things as we've done so many times on the show but you know you look at guys like Boyan Bogdanovich you look at Mike Conley's deal you know frankly you look at Donovan's deal that I feel like he's underperforming on so far I don't feel like Donovan Mitchell has lived up to it yet but I think this season is a proving season for him so we'll see but the point just is, is that when we talk about Rudy in this process, I don't think there's any way that you bring him back. I think it's a lock 100% that you deal him because you need to to get on so, with it. Wait, 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 wait. I want to back up to what you said. You don't yeah. think Donovan's earned his contract? No, I don't. I don't think that Donovan Mitchell has lived up to it uh, in a leadership role. I don't think he's lived up to it on the floor. I don't think his body is held up properly. Um, and I, and frankly, uh, mm. I think that, I think that he has a lot of proving to do. Not only has he not gotten as far in the postseason as Jason Tatum and Devin Booker, uh, he's not as dominant of a player as those two guys are on a consistent basis. And that's the conversation. It's not just what your points per game averages on a stat sheet when the season's over. Sure. That may be one way you get paid, but it's how you are viewed. It's how, you know, you're it's, it's how, yeah, how you're viewed, how you're perceived. I don't think that anybody is sitting here saying Donovan Mitchell sucks, but I also think we got to have a, a tough conversation and say, hey, he fills up the stat sheet, and at the same time, you're getting $33 million a year. That's a problem, right? Like, you have to be a leader. You got to carry your team, yeah. and you got to take them through the trials and tribulations of the year. Yeah, and his a average annual value, his AAV is $32.6 million. Um, I think... One of the things we've talked quite a bit about on this show is does remaking this roster around Donovan Mitchell kind of provide an opportunity to prove him or I think it exposes you one way or the other. And, yes. and I think every professional athlete realizes this. When you get paid, there's a level of exposure that comes with that. And a lot of times that's good and a lot of times that's bad. 
I don't think the money impacts the way that that Don plays basketball in the slightest. I don't think it's even a factor in what happens with him on the floor. I think the bigger question is when they remake this roster and they bring in new guys, Yeah, does his game elevate? And I think it does because he's a grinder. He's a work hard guy. He is absolutely out there busting his ass I'm for real. Uh, this summer. I have trouble believing that Donovan Mitchell doesn't embrace the the big stage or the big contract, Jake. I, yeah. I, I think he does wholeheartedly. Yeah, I think he does too. And, and, and that's kind of the other side of the conversation. So after we agree that Don, you know, has work to do in this situation and, and frankly for his career and his legacy, if you will, then we got to move to, okay, well, what does getting dynamic wing defenders do to his game? Mm. What does getting uh, a true scoring threat next to him do for his game? Because I got news for everybody. Mike Conley is not feared in the league. Boyan Bogdanovich is not feared in the league. Royce Buckets O'Bench is not feared in the league. <laughs> like, these right? guys, nobody is scared of these guys, which is why, repeatedly, they are no-shows in big games. And, and that's part of the Rudy discussion. So then when we get to, well, hey, Don's also a no-show. Well, why is that? Don's the best player on his team. He's the biggest threat to the defense. Of course, they're going to take him away. So my point is, when you give him space to operate, when he's not getting double teamed constantly, he's going to put up numbers. He is going to be that guy. Now, the question is just going to be, how far can he take them individually? That's the question. Is it? Does it? Can you, after this next season, can we definitively say that Donovan Mitchell can can get you to the postseason on his own? Just get you to the postseason on his own. I don't know. I, I think... After last season? No. After next season, I think probably. There's a distinct possibility. I, because I have to believe that Donovan Mitchell is going to come back to this season with a lot more in his bag. I, I do. I, I think. I hope so. I think that that mid-range game has to be his focus. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to the Brickley summer runs because he's a big part of those. The Black Ops. Yeah, like the Black Ops stuff. Like, when you get that kind of money, you know, like, what do we, like a major bag alert. When you get that yeah. kind of cash. Yeah. My God! Yeah, one, yeah, absolutely, right. It's yeah. a major bag alert. Like you're, that's life changing money. Yeah. So my feeling is, and this is just my opinion, I think Don embraces that. I think he truly embraces that. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess we'll see. Let's get some of your thoughts in here. Uh, James Knight says we're going to see Rudy's worth. I saw that one. Thank you. My point about maybe. Jazz might have to keep Rudy because the teams don't want to give equal value. I agree. Rudy's contract has to go. Jazz basically trading his contract. Absolutely. But you're never going to get equal value when teams realize that you're leveraged. The biggest issue is not that teams don't value Rudy Gobert. The biggest no. issue is that the Jazz don't have draft capital to uh, to make a trade more well, robust. And James Knight makes the best point. A player is worth what the market is willing to pay for him. That's agreed. And agreed. the market's not willing so far. The market's not been willing to bear a first-round pick and a star facts. player in return for Rudy Gobert. Yep. Yeah, facts, absolutely. Yeah. So, I, James, I think that's a really good point. Um, DW2CB says, uh, if the Jazz can get a legit wing defender and an adequate center, then a Gobert trade is worth it. I what And this is kind of the conversation as well. Like, what do you need in a center in this league? Because I don't, I don't think you need a, you know, again, like I don't think you need a Rudy Gobert who's one-dimensional. I don't think you need, like Clint Capella to me is a waste of money. Shout to Mo Bamba. I think Mo Bamba is a waste of money. <laughs> <laughs> I think what you need in a center is a guy who can defend the pick and roll and who can rebound. And by the way, if he's, 
able to shoot the three, John Collins, that's great. Yeah, but here's the thing: you already have that in Rudy Gobert. On on pretty, he's he's one of the most elite. He's the basically the best rebounder in the league. He plays great defense, you know, and and he sets good screens. I think the modern day big, you have to have a shot as a modern day big. You have to have you know at least a push shot or a jumper. Yeah. Like you see, for all the things DeAndre Ayton is not. Right, all the things he has, so many struggles. There are a lot of things that he's not good at. He has an offensive package. He can make the elbow jumper. He's got good touch around the rim. Like you can do things with him, and that's the problem. The Jazz have no ability to 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 play five on five on the offensive end because the defense doesn't respect Rudy Gobert. It's and, not. A, uh, by the way, this is but this is what exposes a Royce O'Neal. Yeah, like Royce O'Neal becomes less tolerable because you have a liability offensively in Rudy Gobert. Yeah. So when you have nothing in the paint, and that's been the 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 what the ailment for the Jazz, when Mike Conley can't finish at the rim, it creates a huge problem. Yeah. And it it magnifies that issue because Rudy Gobert doesn't have a back to the basket game. Mm -hmm. So no, I don't see a scenario where they can they can keep him money wise and offensively. I think you have to grow and evolve. And the only way that happens, in my opinion, is if you trade Rudy and you bring in a new set of guys. Yeah. And I think the other question that was asked is, do you see trades, um, you know, being made before him? I don't. I think you have to make the Rudy Gobert trade so that you are able to use all of the assets currently on your roster. Because if you need to include a Trent Forrest, a Jared Butler, a Boyan Bogdanovich, if it becomes a three-team trade and you can move Bogey and Rudy Gobert in the same deal, yeah. that's ideal. So you don't want to trade Rudy before you make a larger trade, Jake, because I, I just think that you have to do more with less. Yeah, I couldn't think of a better word than linchpin for their entire offseason. Yeah. Rudy Go the Rudy Gobert trade is the entire situation. I mean, once he's gone, the floodgates have opened yes. and now you can you can make a ton of other deals and, and things can happen. So yeah. yeah. I totally agree. I, I it's not an easy thing to do to trade Rudy Gobert. Yeah. It's not. And it in uh, trust me when I tell you, people I talk to at the Jazz tell me they don't take it lightly. That there is a lot of angst over trading Rudy Gobert, as there should be. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Buckley says uh, John Collins in a Jazz uniform would be awesome. Totally agree. Yeah. Uh, James Knight says I agree. Jake, look at uh, Booker's sharp improvement when he had CP3. True. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, like I just feel like it's not that <clears throat> it's not that these guys are just light years ahead of Donovan Mitchell. It's that they have guys who are putting them in better positions. Guys like Donovan Mitchell can beat any defender in the league provided they have space to operate in. If yes. you don't have space, yes. you're not going to be able to to beat your man. And that's what Donovan Mitchell needs. We've yet to see what Donovan Mitchell looks like in space on a nightly basis. We know he's got range. We know he's got a great finishing package. We know he needs to dunk less so he gets you know injured less. Like We know all of these things. But what does it look like if DeAndre Hunter's to his right and Bogdanovich is standing in the corner, whoever yes. that three-point guy is? That's what I want to see. Look at you, Jake. Like, did the new camera and yeah, man, all they, the they, new they cameras? Yeah, man, they changed me as a person. My the software, the has, graphics. It's just come out, and, and I'm just, you know, and, and we don't have to work today, so... It, everything's just amazing today. Yeah, we're you know? off at the Yelpatory today. Yeah. Like, you're just fired up and ready to go. Yeah, man, I'm for, I'm for you real today. You got that Ruth's Chris, yeah. like, you know, Dude. strip Dude, medium. Dude, I love a New York strip, man. Yeah, we had an amazing mm -hmm. dinner. Mm -hmm. All right, a couple more uh, comments on uh, Thine Rudy Gobert. Um, let's see. 
Ruff's official says, I was watching an old school game with Shaq and Matumbo. Uh-huh. I'd love to see a team go back to bigs three, four, five, and two points uh, that that can shoot threes. Well, I don't, great think setup. I don't think you're going to see that anytime soon. Unfortunately. I Because really, those guys wouldn't be able to hang defensively because you would just small ball them to death. But I don't disagree with you. The player is not necessarily worth whatever Lindsey wants to pay for him. Oh, my God. Dude. DW2CB, you're new to the show. You need to settle down. Y'all feel me? Dennis, By the way. Remember when somebody said, you don't talk like that about Dennis Lindsay. He's a beloved member of the Jazz yeah. family. Okay. So that's how it's going to be. No, he's not. By the way. Well, he is a beloved member of the Gobert family. By the way, we love see, all the comments. We, yeah, he, he is. He Gobert is, yeah. family. We okay. love all the comments. If you want your comment read first, you can tip us. It'll highlight it. Go ahead and go ahead and do that. It will. I agree. Uh, Gabe Ledley says, morning, boys. Love the new on-screen graphics. Thank you very much. And, yeah, if you're just tuning into the show, um, new camera setup, new graphics, new software. Like We spent the weekend setting this up. We're, we were pretty excited about big it. Big things are coming. Yeah. Big things are coming. We actually, so we used to use, just to explain this a little bit. Yeah. We used to use one camera that did three shots. And frankly, it wasn't, we couldn't stream in 1080p. It just wasn't on par. So, you know, you want to hang with the big dogs? You got to have three cameras and, on, a, and a switcher. And yeah. You got to spend 10 Gs and all this stuff. Yeah. Support the show, please. We're begging you. <laughs> 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 Uh, let's see. Uh, Neville 93 says Rudy acts like his, uh, like his, the captain, like he is the captain of the team. Don't disagree with that. He wants to be nothing wrong with that either. Uh, rec one says go fit in the modern NBA, but as a 20 minute rim protector. Correct. Correct. Big dog says seen this six ten wing from Baylor, Jeremy Sohan, uh, think he'd be a good fit for the Jazz, but with no draft picks, probably impossible. But Google him. No, I know exactly what you're uh, but, talking about. But that's part of the Danny Ainge conversations that he's having. What kind? Yes. What can I do in the draft? Because I know for a fact he is not amused that they're not in this year's draft. Correct. Like, and I think that's why in the Gobert deal, I think the 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 Bulls and the Hawks makes the most sense because they have a first round pick. They're willing to trade. Yeah. To upgrade their rosters. Yeah. And if you can get into the draft, by the way, the NBA draft is Thursday. Isn't that insane? They all, it's already But Thursday. I love the way they do it because yeah. it keeps momentum going. Yeah. And then you go right into NBA free agency. Right. So, by the way, that's the other thing that, that is kind of a priority for the Jazz right now, as I am told, that they, they really would like to add in free agency, but they're not going to be able to do that. <coughs> Excuse me. They're not going to be able to do that uh, because they don't have cap space. So... It's kind of a catch-22 situation for them, honest to goodness. Yeah. They've got to make this Gobert trade. It, it really has to happen. Uh, DW2CB says the camera really brings out your complexion. You're just such – wait, come on. I saw it up on you. Let's you – like, can, can we – yeah, you're just a beautiful human being, you know? It just is really – it really is uh, quite awesome. Just so you can go to Pound Town. Well, yeah. not quite that far. Nobody but, wants you know. to go to Pound Town, yeah. trust me. Thank you. Trust me. All right. Make sure you hit, uh, give us a thumbs up. Give us like and, and some subscribe uh, would really help. Subscribe to the show. Here, let me speak English. Subscribe to the show. <laughs> give us a thumbs up. We appreciate you guys being here. Without you guys, um, you know, this show doesn't happen. Um, so you guys watching the show every day, we, we really do appreciate that very much. Um, and by the way, by the way, I do want to uh, get into the Skip Bayless conversation because this one is a difficult one, and I don't know how many people heard this over the weekend. 
Um, but there's been a bit of uproar over Skip Bayless saying this on Fox Sports. And I don't care what Twitter says. I don't care what anybody says. I just know what I see and did not see from little light-skinned Steph. What did you say to see the series? There have been Ooh. too many times <clears throat> when he got so light-skinned in the finals, I couldn't see him anymore <laughs> because he turned into a ghost. He disappeared. Wow. He, he just went poof. What? And I'm going to play that for you again. This is Skip. And I do you remember the name of the uh, un undisputed. undisputed? Undisputed. Thank you. Yeah. Um, undisputed. Fox I, Sports One. Undisputed. I have, honestly, I've never seen the show. I have never watched it. Not once. I am. I am not a Skip Bayless fan since his first take thing. I actually knew Skip well back in the day of my you know Jim Rome TV producer day stuff. We used to put him on the last word quite a bit. He was a icon in Chicago as a sports writer. Um, Skip is one of the most knowledgeable and intelligent people I have ever spoken to. But when you call Steph Curry light-skinned and you refer to him as light-skinned, I think this is a real problem. I don't care what Twitter says. I don't care what anybody says. I just know what I see and did not see from little light-skinned Steph. What did you say to see the series? There have been too many times <clears throat> when he got so light-skinned in the finals, I couldn't see him anymore because he turned into a ghost. He disappeared. He, he just went poof. Man, that's hard to listen to. It's a problem. That's a, but, but, Jake, I guess, so the question <clears throat> is, should he be fired for that? Yeah, unequivocally, no doubt about it, he should be fired for that. And I think that this is the problem with Hot Take Show. This is the problem. This is like, this is the, the only thing that separates First Take from Undisputed is that you got guys like JJ Reddick who go on there and they bring well thought out uh, arguments. They bring, you know, factual based arguments. And that's the thing that I think separates First Take from Undisputed. Undisputed is two guys in, in Sharp and Skip going, going back and forth and it just sounds like they're yelling at each other. And this is what happens. And I think... A big part of me thinks that Fox just does this show to try to stay in the news cycle when they don't have a major sporting event on the network. And that's a problem because you're going to get guys like Skip Bayless saying things like this. And I think absolutely this is racist. He 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 is a middle-aged white man saying this, which is a huge problem. Um, and you're doing it on national TV. It's a problem, and he's going to issue an apology, and then we're all going to forget about it. And, hey, if that's our culture, I guess it is what it is, but I think no doubt about it, he should be fired for this. Yeah, I think that there is quite a bit of <clears throat> there is quite a bit of consternation about this. And, by the way, coming up here in two minutes, we have NBA breaking news for you. Um, but this Skip Bayless thing is a big deal, and I, I think the thing that really stands out to me most is this is what we tolerate in this country. And when we start allowing, you know, a 90-year-old white guy to call Steph Curry a light-skinned black guy, that's a problem. Yeah. It shows a complete lack of empathy and caring and desire to be good at what you do. Calling Steph Curry a light-skinned anything is lazy. Calling Steph Curry a light-skinned anything is racist. Mm -hmm. Skip Bayless should be fired for this. And I agree with Jake 100%. This right here is what's wrong with Hot Take TV. And I understand that it is a an absolute battle. I totally understand that Fox is behind the eight ball when it comes to their competition with, with ESPN. But I also understand Skip Bayless and Fox Sports owes us far more than this. Yeah, Skip Bayless and Fox Sports know better than this. 
I think the problem here is Skip Bayless went too far. And there's no way to apologize for calling Steph Curry light-skinned. There's no way to apologize and say it was a mistake because it wasn't a mistake. This was stream of consciousness from, from Skip Bayless. Yeah, it was intentional. By the way, I also think this is exactly what Fox Sports and Skip Bayless want us to do. Yep. And maybe we're falling into that. But by the way, this is why I don't watch that show on that network. Yeah. Because what am I getting from it? Even in football season, what am I getting from it? This is why I I, I also agree you, you, what you said about J.J. Redick. I think J.J. Redick does a very good job on ESPN. I think he and guys like Dan Orlovsky, they're the future of television. They're the future of sports opinion programs. Not guys like Skip Bayless. Not guys like Stephen A. Smith. They don't belong on TV. Well, and I think one of the best things we've seen recently is J.J. Redick and C.J. McCollum taking Stephen A. to the woodshed over some of the things that he said. That was one of the best segments that I think we've seen in, in some time. And, and that's the problem, again, with Undisputed. You don't have that dynamic at play where, you know, you essentially have a roundtable feel and Stephen A. will say one thing and then J.J. and whoever's sitting next to him on any given day will we'll go after him for that if they disagree with it. And and that's, that is why ESPN, to me, is better. That's why ESPN is the next level because they understand, okay, there's a line. There's a line in the sand. We want to walk up to that line, but we're unwilling to cross that line and call somebody a light-skinned. That's not cool, man. That's crazy. That is, that is racist. That is everything that's and, wrong with it. But will Fox do anything no, about it? No, they won't. What they'll do is Skip, Skip is going to issue an apology at some point today. Maybe he has and I missed it. But you I don't think, think so? Has. Oh, yeah. Oh, Skip I, will, I have a hard time no, seeing will. him do that. Skip will. You think he'll yes, apologize for yes, this? Yes, because wow. the reason he will wow, is because, wow. yeah, the reason he will is because of public reaction. There's no yeah. doubt. I think he will issue an apology. And there has been, there has been, to, and I think that's a really yeah. good point because there has been quite a bit of public reaction. Because they this. they don't apologize when it's not a big deal. If it's not trending on Twitter, we're not apologizing for it. If it is trending on yes, Twitter, we're I gonna. Agree with it's that. it's almost like it's almost like you know, at, like do it and ask for forgiveness later. That's their strategy. Are we making too much out of this? I don't think we are. I I don't think we are. There was a famous. There was a famous. Um, Jordan Clarkson moment early in his career when dealing with Kobe, when he was on the Lakers. Everybody knows this moment. Kobe told Jordan Clarkson one night that he was, at halftime, that he was going to the rack like a light-skinned. And that's why that goes around in NBA circles, because everyone wants to repackage it as a Kobe reference. Yes. The difference yes. is, is Kobe Bryant, I got news for you, is Kobe Bryant, and he's black, and he can say that to another black man in an NBA locker room. They're not on national TV. You're not... Kobe is not a, a middle-aged white man who frankly lacks credibility and just runs things out there. That's the problem. So this had... this. There's no way to spin this positively. You called a black man, by the way, one of the most popular and relevant athletes right now, a light skin. That's a problem, bro. You can't do that. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that 100%. And I just... Yeah. I'm struggling with this. He uh, should be fired. Jeremy Bolton says Skip Bayless should have been fired 20 times over. I would agree with that. Agreed. Dop Hop says couldn't tell in the clip, but did Sharp challenge that phrasing at all? Well, let's play it again for you. This is uh, undisputed on Fox Sports. Skip Bayless, Shannon Sharp, and here is Skip Bayless calling Steph Curry light-skinned. I don't care what Twitter says. I don't care what anybody says. I just know what I see and did not see from little 
light-skinned Steph. Oh. What did you do that season the series? There have been too many times <clears throat> when he got so light-skinned in the finals, I couldn't see him anymore because he turned into a ghost. Do you oh, see how casual he is with it? That's my thing. He's just casual with it. It's not like... It, it, oh. it, like it's so easy. It's just easy. It's comfortable. It's almost like it is. It's who he is as a person. It almost like that's what I have trouble with. I mean, I really hope, and I don't think we are. And I, I think we try to be very cognizant and aware of of what we say. But I really hope we're not overreacting to this. I, I obviously, I'm a, I, I'm not offended by it. I'm frustrated by it because I, I think it is weak. I think it's easy. I think it is. I think it's the easy play. So I'm not offended by it. I just think it's not it's not highbrow, it's not intelligent, it's not well thought out. You're a racist. This was easy. Light skin Steph. You were talking off the top of your head, Skip, and when you're stream of consciousness, if you're a guy that uses the N-word, the N-word's coming out. Yeah. If you're a guy who looks at Steph Curry and thinks he's a light skin bum or whatever it is you think of Steph Curry, you called him light-skinned on television, and you didn't do it once. You did it twice. And, and usually when that happens, what that means is, and trust me, when I've said things I don't like that I've said, there's an instinct for you to go and double down on that. Mm -hmm. And then what did he do? He called him Casper the Ghost as like he was trying to say, well, you're disappearing, light-skinned, I confused you with a ghost. Yeah. Let me spin this out of racism. And, and because when he said it, he probably was like, uh-oh. Yeah. Like, uh-oh, that didn't sound good. Light-skinned Steph. What did you do that the series? There have been too many times <clears throat> when he got so light-skinned in the finals, I couldn't see him anymore because he turned into a ghost. Like, what are you That's doing, That's him bro? trying to save himself. What are you doing, man? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Anyway, I'm not playing that Big again. Dog O-Town with a $5 tip today. Thank you, Big Thanks, Dog. Bro, he says, no comment, that. love the show. Exactly. Shout the Mobamba. Stephen A has, a has got off scot-free on many occasions as well. They need to be more accountable over their professionalism. But, but, totally agree. but what's the difference? And I'm not trying to be any type of way. Stephen A is a black man. He can say things that Skip Bayless cannot say. No, he can joke about Steph being light-skinned yes. and get away with it. Yes, because he's black. Skip Bayless cannot. Yeah. And, because and I don't, Skip is a... I don't know how old Skip is. Probably 70 years old. He's a 70-year-old. 67. Let he's me Google a multi-millionaire, 70-year-old, 70-years-old, Mrs. Monty is telling me in the background. He's a 70-year-old, light-skinned, white guy that's a multi-millionaire. Yeah. Skip, I can tell you, Skip is a Porsche guy. He lives in a house in Malibu. Skip is a 70-year-old white guy that's a multimillionaire. Yeah. He can't get away with calling Skip or with calling Steph Curry light-skinned. He can't. Yeah. Um, Big Dog, appreciate the tip. Uh, DW2CB says, replace Skip with Team Monty. Hell yeah. Hey, man. Uh, DW2CB also says, what is Rudy Gobert's skin tone like for you, Skip? Exactly right. Seriously. No, Seriously. he doesn't. Yeah, anyway. Uh, Gabe Ledley says, what the F does Steph's skin tone have to do with anything? Skip is yeah. the worst. Surprised he didn't just finish the job and call him boy, too. Awful. Yeah, Woo. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, but that's the problem when you say stuff like that. Now now it forces, you know, whether you're a listener or you're us, to, to draw conclusions. But here we are sitting here talking about it. As we are now talking about breaking NBA news this morning as... Shams is tweeting that uh, Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets are in an impasse, likely opening the door for Kyrie Irving to leave the Brooklyn Nets. Chaboy! Kevin Durant. Yeah, we're really focused on Philadelphia right now. Is, <laughs> yeah, they were. 
you got to have an opinion on this, I would think, yeah. because you're a Kevin Durant guy. Yep. This And the funny thing is, this gives Kevin Durant to get over that Warriors comment because what did yeah. he tweeted essentially that his legacy died July 4th of 2016 yeah, when, when he, he went to Golden yep, State, yep, right? So yep. I think this is a – this is number one, I think Kyrie Irving's got tremendous value around the league. I don't think he'd have any trouble finding a new home. And again, again, I'm telling you, the Lakers and Russell Westbrook, that was a conversation NBA sources told me a month ago that the Lakers and Nets had talked about a Russ for Kyrie swap. You know. I feel like the Lakers are a home here, but you're a, you're a noted – Kevin Durant's slurpathoner. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Kyrie Irving leaving him there alone? I think it's great for Kevin Durant. I think that Kevin Durant, um, you know, from a legacy perspective, has a ton of work to do. Uh, and, and I'm really not looking to get into what defines a ring chaser or not. But in my opinion, Kevin did ring chase when he went to the Warriors. I think that, and, and I think that that really hurt his legacy and, and what people know him for. And I, and I think it's a shame because I, I really feel like his legacy should be the greatest score the NBA's ever seen. Like I'm talking about all time. And, and it's really unfortunate that that's kind of what he's done to his legacy. And I think that Kyrie leaving, I think, is just another layer to James Harden leaving. I think that these guys are selfish players who are all about them. And that that's not going to work on a Kevin Durant-led team because it's Kevin Durant and everybody else, which is how it should be. And I think that that if Kevin can, can get another star who who doesn't need to be the man to play next to him, it, you're going to be in a great spot. I mean, again, this is a guy who damn near beat the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals um, and wasn't able to beat them because his shoe size is too big. Like, I mean, that's what we're talking about here. So I just think that I think this is good for Kevin Durant. And frankly, I think it's good for the Brooklyn Nets. And I think that that the Nets have been sending these messages since the end of the season presser when when uh, you know Bobby Marks essentially said that that you know they're not going to have conversations around Kyrie right now. That told me everything I need to know, which is we're probably moving on from him and we're tired of the drama. Would you want Kyrie Irving on your team? Because I got to tell you, I would love to have him. If the Jazz could get Kyrie Irving, do you know what Kyrie Irving would mean to Donovan Mitchell? My God, I think it would mean far I mean, less touches a game. I think it would mean locker room issues. I, don't I, think I wouldn't it would. have him on my team. The issue, the issue is, and again, I think Kyrie Irving is a is a complex guy. Whether it is the thing we're not allowed to talk about on YouTube with the, the arm stick face thing. I think that's HIPAA. You know, I think that is HIPAA, Dak. Uh, but, or if it is Ramadan and being of the Muslim faith and fasting during playoff games. Um. And there's a lot of complexity to Kyrie Irving. Whether it is taking off games to go to a birthday party. Um, which he was accused of that I don't necessarily believe. Whether it is going to a club in the middle of the thing we're not allowed to talk about where you didn't get the thing in the arm for a party. All of this stuff. Yeah. Not being able to play games at home. Yeah. The Nets being bad. The Nets missing him. The James Harden situation. Like, all of this stuff was a problem. But is Kyrie Irving worth that? And, yeah, and please respect know, my privacy. Yeah, you question. know what, Jake? I got to tell you, I think he's worth it mm. because I think most of that now has gone away. Now, obviously, he's Muslim. He is going to fast during Ramadan, which happens to fall during the NBA playoffs. Guess what? Today, Monday, motherfucker. Yeah, well, yeah, just another day for Kyrie, I guess. Yeah. But I think you have to understand that that's who he is. But I think he's got tremendous value around the league. I, he's going to get paid. I don't have any 
question about that. I mean, it's not it's not even in doubt. What what I what what my biggest problem is is we don't need more locker room issues in the Utah Jazz organization. We don't need more. Hey, this guy has an issue here or there, and he can't play. And we don't need that, man. You, you're talking about a situation for the Utah Jazz where you, you got to hire a new head coach. You got to rebuild this roster. By the way, where are you going to get the money to sign Kyrie? That's my other question. I mean, I mean, obviously you could do it, but it just is. It, it's a it's a frustrating situation i mean a guy who who again all these guys have escalating contracts that's frustrating so you know 1920 is getting 31 million 2021 he's getting 33 million yeah 21 22 you're getting 34 million and this year 2022 2023 you're getting 36 million then he's an unrestricted on, on a free player agent. option like he, i just he's on a he's on a player option there i mean when you you look at the money that he's he would get i think if he opts out of that what I think the likely scenario here, and if you if you you know kind of read the tea leaves here, if he leaves, he's essentially an unrestricted free agent right now, right? He's got this player option. He's going to go out to the market and he's going to negotiate a contract with somebody. He's going to opt out of his contract and he's going to take that contract. My my guess is the more likely scenario is sign and trade. Now the other thing that I think there is no doubt about. Boy, does this open up an opportunity for the Utah Jazz? Yeah, that's and true. if they're gonna, if Brooklyn's open or amenable to a sign and trade, you know that there were all kinds of of conversations between the Lakers, the Jazz, and the the Rockets. Why can't you do a Lakers Jazz Nets deal that winds up with Russ in Brooklyn, Kyrie in L.A., and a combination of players and picks in 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 Utah. Well said. Because man, you have to feel like if they can do a three team trade that ends up with Boyan Bogdanovich on the Lakers or ends up with because he was whoa. already whoa, hey now. Whoa. He was already a net. You know, like I mean, there are opportunities here to get involved in that deal. I don't necessarily think there's a fit for Rudy Gobert in one of those places. Um but my goodness, you can't tell me that there's not an opportunity here for the Jazz to be a third team in that yeah, deal. Yeah, absolutely. I think that I think that the Jazz are. Th this is where having Danny Ainge, you know, is priceless. I mean, you know, to have absolutely. Danny Ainge in these conversations, to have Danny Ainge, you know, to put Danny Ainge in a position where you know other teams have need. Because there was a comment earlier in the show. I can't remember your name, but you basically said. Well, James said that Rudy is worth what people are willing yes. to pay. Yes. Another guy said that you know, hey. You know, other teams. The issue is other teams don't value Rudy. Well, maybe this can fill that void. Maybe this can kind of, kind of not maybe meet them all the way in the middle, but help with that because now the Nets have a need. Now the Lakers obviously have a need, and so maybe the Jazz can kind of take advantage of that from the Rudy Gobert standpoint. Yes, and can bring something back. And and I agree, it is an opportunity. Justin Salas with a ten dollar tip this morning. Thank you so much for contributing to the show, Justin. Appreciate you, longtime listener. Um, hope you're doing well. He says, not a chance in hell. I would take Kyrie on the Jazz. This man is a cancer in any locker room. P.S. Love the new camera. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Appreciate that, man. Um, I would love to have him on the Jazz. I got to be honest with you. If the Chicago Bulls want to go and get him, please but do. But come on. Please you, do. You have to. You have to at least assess the risk because there's a lot you of do. risk in him, man. Like, you do. But Kyrie Irving needs a place where he can be an alpha dog. And I don't think there's any doubt that this Jazz team has lacked an alpha dog. There's no doubt about that. His politics probably don't play here. His, Not at all. His, it, but his whole thing with the situation we can't talk about over the yeah, last few years, you know. that plays right into the culture here in Utah. I don't think there's any doubt that him being a Muslim would be a problem for Utahns. I, I have yeah, no dude. doubt that that might be an issue here. 
But my point is, Kyrie Irving's a difference maker. Kyrie Irving has won a championship. Kyrie Irving has hit the biggest shot on a team in the moment that it needed to happen to win that championship. Yeah. I would I would have no problem taking Kyrie Irving on my team. Does he fit here? Not necessarily. Not necessarily he does not. Yeah. But if you're able to move Rudy Gobert and then, I, I yeah, I'd look at it Hundo, Hundo P. No doubt about it, I would. But my guess is what happens here is somebody like the Knicks, somebody like L.A. If I'm the Lakers, I am all about it. I am... I am trading my best young player. I am trading draft picks. I am Talon, doing whatever I can do. I would trade Talon Horton Tucker, absolutely. Cold-blooded, clean, methodical, and thorough. You want Anthony Davis? I'll trade Anthony Davis. You give me Kyrie Irving. No matter what I have to do to get Kyrie Irving, that's a guy I can build around. That's a guy who fits into the culture of Los Angeles. Man, I'm surprised to hear you say this. You are not a Kyrie guy. I am not. His politics to me are a problem. Well, his politics in the past, you've said that he's hurt too much. Like, I, I'm just but surprised I, that you're on I, it. But I think the injury thing has been less because he's played less. There are issues wow. with Kyrie, but I want that guy on my team from a talent perspective. Yeah. And it, again, if I'm the Knicks, the Bulls, the Lakers, I want that guy on my team. I do. I mean, I, I think... Obviously, in Los Angeles, him being a Muslim fits a lot better. In Chicago, him being a Muslim fits a lot better. Um, his stuff with the thing we can't talk about fits a lot better in L.A. than it does in New York, I can tell you that. Yeah. Um, but I, I would have him on my club. I would. James Knight says, it's a kick in the nuts to Brooklyn after all the BS they put up with through him. Yes, that's exactly right. But it's also a bet on Kevin Durant. Um, whoa, huge comment dump. Thank you guys for that. Um you know, uh, Eric and Raleigh says Kyrie needs to be an alpha dog, but Kyrie doesn't possess the skills to be an alpha dog. Ooh, facts. I don't facts. know about that. I don't know he's about not, that. He's not the best player on your team and you win a championship. Guy. Oh, I don't he's know about not that. that guy. I don't know about that. <clears throat> that I'm not sure of. Does he have the talent to be an alpha? He dog? showed that in Boston. He's not that guy. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe. Hey, and I'm open to the fact that I could be wrong about that. There's, there's no doubt about it. I could be wrong about that. No doubt. Uh, Rec one says, back then before LeBron was joining the Lakers, I also thought, imagine uh, him signing with the Jazz. You have a three-point a three point guarantee, I think is what you meant to say there. DW says, uh, I trade Kyrie uh, for Anthony Davis, even in street clothes. See, yeah, that's a Anthony. Yeah, we're in the process Davis. of uh, you know transferring some drops and things as part of this transition, yeah. and uh, yeah. Uh, DW says, "Whoa, trading Rudy Gobert for Kyrie Irving would also uh, keep two All Stars on the team." Well, well there you sir. go. There you go. I don't know, man. Ryan Buckley says you don't see talent like Kyrie often. You don't. You don't. I agree with that. Yeah. All right. Okay. Where do you want to go now? Because we have a couple of really interesting non-sports topics for you, uh -huh. including the best TV show of all time, mm -hmm. which is where I want to go. Okay, great. Um, Jon Snow is getting his own sequel on HBO to Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. First of all, is it true that Jon Stones is a sex machine? Who's Jon Stones? Jon John Snow. <laughs> he's a soccer yes, player. Yes, he is. He is. Absolutely he is. He's a soccer Are player. people myron? He's uh, John Stones is a soccer player. Right. Screw Man City. Uh John Snow, is it true? Mrs. Monty is here. Mrs. Monty, is John Snow sexy? Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd hit that sword. Oh yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh John Snow is getting his own sequel. 
Game of Thrones on HBO. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I'd his he's married to a flaming redhead too. She is she's fine. Dude. She's a spicy tomato. <laughs> hot wife. He does have a hot wife, uh, but he's also a raging alcoholic. By the way, um, be surprised. Game of Thrones. Where does Game of Thrones fit into the best TV show of all time? It's not the best TV show of all time. That's no. sh- let's get this clear. That's Chicago PD. We all realize. Oh, please, that. Oh, please, whoa. please. Are you saying that that it's His not? standards don't matter? Whoa. No. It's not. You're Whoa. saying it's not the best TV show of all no, time. No, it is not the best TV show of it's all time. But not the best. No. No. Yeah, okay. I mean, look, I think that the best TV show of all time, man, that's tough. I, I think, you know, The Sopranos obviously has to be there. I'm sure we're going to get Seinfeld guy and Friends guy in the comments. Seinfeld guy. I mean, come on, dude. Like, I love it. Get with the times here. I, I, I just am not a Seinfeld person. Um, You know. What See, are other ones? I, I think that the thing that's tough about this conversation, though, uh-huh. is that it's it's generational. Hey, guys. Because you can't exactly compare Ooh. Sopranos yep. to... Easy. Uh, Easy. <laughs> Oh, Can you shit. see where I'm going though? No, it's it's different. No, Hill Street Blues was like an amazing Whoa. show. Whoa! But SVU is one of the longest running, oh, high that's true. quality. That's true. So how do you say what the best TV show is of all time? Well, Some it's people, easy. It's Chicago PD. <laughs> it's not. Um, oh boy! What is the best TV show of all time? The uh, wire. The wire has to be there. The West Wing. The West, uh, uh, best of all time. It was really see, but that's again, it's generational. Like mm. when when was it? Or and maybe not generational in the sense of of our generation compared to another, but it's ooh non comparative. Rec through the one decades. says Band of Brothers. Oh. Band really of great, Brothers, really great show. But yes. was it a mini series or a TV show? Oh, get out of here with that, <laughs> dude! Come on. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, it do- it doesn't well, then matter. it doesn't matter. It doesn't okay. matter. Yeah. Because Game of Thrones was epic and entertaining, but was it the best? What of these TV shows changed culture? Because that's the conversation. Lost. Lost Lost is one of the most impactful TV shows in the history of television. Yeah. But I don't know. Lost Lost is not somebody that something that millennials watched. Yeah. I mean, so I think you have to consider that. Like, I know, Mrs. Monty, you and I watched Lost all uh, every week. It was an event. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean. Um, I think the Sopranos absolutely has to be on the on the list. There's no doubt about that. Um, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, DW says. No. No. Y'all want to play. I see how it's going to be. Yeah. Okay. Greg Hawkins says Band of Brothers. Mm-hmm. Sean uh, Carden says The Andy Griffith Show. <laughs> you ain't wrong. The Chappelle Show? Uh, well, for its in its genre, like oh my God. scripted comedy shows, yes. And you know what, though? That is a show I think did change culture. A lot. A lot, a lot. Yeah, boy, look at look at all this stuff. Um, Come on, give it to us. Let's go. Well, let's see. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says the sports portion of the show has ended. <laughs> it has. Um, you know that's interesting. I gotta say, Mrs. Monty answered to quit for my liking Monty. LOL. Wait, what? I answered too quick. You're gonna have to rephrase that. Is that James Knight. You know. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says Breaking Bad is the best. Breaking Bad's an incredible TV show. John Jackson says The Office. Rec One says Westworld. Boardwalk. Oh, Boardwalk Empire was fabulous. 
Uh, True Detective. Uh, True Detective was savage. True, but, that was so but, good. But the Matthew McConaughey yeah, Matthew True McConaughey, detective, right? True Detective like, was because that was the best. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh, Woo, that was so good. good. Mrs. Monty is a big uh, Matthew McConaughey fan. Yeah, she does. He doesn't wear deodorant. Uh, Jeremy Bolton <laughs> I says, "I don't care. I'm not. I don't <laughs> get to actually date the dude. I'm just looking. Him, okay. Brad Pitt. You can tell me they stink. I don't care." Jeremy Bolton says, "Parks and Rec. Don't disagree. Parks and Rec is a good one." Uh, Simon Dominguez, The Simpsons. Well. And you may laugh, but The Simpsons is one of the longest-running yeah. TV shows in the history of television. And they are notorious for predicting the future. That's a big conspiracy theory well, thing. The future doesn't exist, if you ask Mrs. Monty. Well, but the know. point is, yeah, um, I do think The Simpsons has to be on the list of the best TV shows yeah. ever. And if we're talking cartoons, South Park. Come oh, on. South oh, Park. Yeah, South Park. Come Come on. Be there. It has to be there. Yeah. South Park, yeah. no doubt about it. But, 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 Entourage has to be in the conversation. Yep. For yep. guys... Entourage Ari Gold is one of the greatest characters in the history of television. Oh. And you don't you are not an Entourage guy. She she Mrs. Monty used to not let me let me. Why don't you like Entourage? It it's Play just, the drop. Do you have the the I'm, get the I, I have I I'm looking for it. Give okay. me some time here. Go ahead, He's Mrs. got Monty. like 33 pages of drops. Yeah, He's come on, dude. I had to rebuild this whole thing like I'm learning this now. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Why don't you like it's, Entourage? It's just a shallow, pathetic, you know, show. I think it's a great show. I think Ari is fantastic. Uh, the Office certainly has to be there. Um, no doubt about it. Let's see. Uh, Rec One says The Sopranos is aged now. It is aged, it but is. I still think it's one of the best That's shows fabulous. that was ever done. The, it's one of the... Tony Soprano, I think, arguably is the best character in the history of television. Yeah, and the fact that it's accurate, that the fact that you have mob members say that his depiction of it is accurate, yes. adds credibility. Yep, I agree. Uh, Rec One is on, on board with Band of Brothers. Boyd Lake says The Walking Dead. Ooh, The Walking Dead. I, I've only watched, I think, season one. The Walking Dead was a really but good see, show. But see, I got my zombie fix out of Game of Thrones. You know, the White Walkers in yeah. Game of Thrones was incredible. Oh, Jeremy Bolton, my dude. Ugh. He says, probably a hot take, but my wife and I loved 24. Oh, 24, 24 was Bauer. such a good yeah. show. Britt doesn't like it. I didn't watch that much of it. Oh, Law and it. Order? Which Law and Order, though? I don't SVU. think there's any doubt. SVU. 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 Yeah. But is SVU better than the original just Law and Order? Yeah, it is. It is. Okay. Yeah. I think SVU obviously Benson has, is potentially one of the greatest characters of all time. Certainly. But I think as a female as well, when you talk about female characters in television. Yeah. But I also think she transcends that barrier into one of the best television characters yeah. ever. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, Anthony Bourdain, Parts Unknown. Yeah. Oh. That's a sore Sad spot day, though. Sad that day. Is, yeah. He was such a miserable son of a bitch at the end of his life that yeah. that makes it very difficult. Uh, Big Dog says, my favorite show is The Sopranos. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, show that changed culture was Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Yes. Sean Corden yes. says. Oh, good call. I don't disagree with that at good all. Call. I think that was it was a huge one. Um, everybody loves Raymond, James Knight says. Yeah, sitcom absolutely has to be in. What about like the Friends? Let's, let's get the elephant in the room into the conversation. Friends in Seinfeld. Yeah. I am not a Friends guy Way at before all. me. I am Way not a Friends. But... I, I think Seinfeld, and we've talked about this on the show before. Yeah. I think Seinfeld's one of the most overrated series in the history of television. Now, cars, coffee and comedians in cars with Jerry Seinfeld. Great show. Wildly entertaining on Netflix. Yeah. 
Seinfeld is, it's a really good show, but it's just a really good show. It's not Game of Thrones. I think Game of Thrones is better than Seinfeld. I think The Sopranos is better than Seinfeld. I mean, if I look at the, I still think The Wire is is the best TV show in history. There, in my mind, there is no doubt about it. The Wire is, did you guys watch The no. Wire? Oh my God. No. Dude, The Wire was, had, I, I mean, oh my God. I think for our purposes today, I'm, the wire I'm hearing is a lot of Soprano votes in the comments. It seems there like are. a lot of people um, are about that. Is Lander Vargas says, I love Lucy. James Knight says, uh, NYPD huh? Blue. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, Night Court. Cam Harrison says oh 24 God. is a great show. Night Court was one of the first real Wait, winners. Night Court, Cheers. What were the other ones that were on the LA same Law. time? LA, LA Law. Law. There was like a group Family of Family Ties was probably like, earlier than that. Oh, for my childhood, totally. Family Ties. Uh, the, um, the, the little short kid. Um, Kyler Murray. Different Strokes. <laughs> You're such a dick. Different Strokes. Oh, yes. Kyler Murray was on Different Strokes. No. Such uh, a oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wow. Uh, Rec One says the Sopranos used to be uh, my number one for a long time, but I, I have a bunch now over. Okay. Yes, Seinfeld. No to friends. Okay, good. Oh, Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. Yes, sir. Oh, my gosh. I have seen every Quantum Leap multiple times. That show, Scott. You know what show you're not mentioning? Proud. You're not mentioning one show. What show? Miami Vice. Oh, my, Miami Vice has to be there. I'm telling you. It, it, for 80, it was rudimentary. Yeah. It was, but... I it's love so that show. bad when you I, watch man. it now. <laughs> I, dude, Don Johnson, such a star. Don Johnson. Well, do you guys, can you off the top of your head, who's your favorite television character? Regardless of show. Like, do you have a... I mean, Sonny Crockett's there for me. I have a, a police genre hard on, apparently, because... I don't think there's any doubt Hank Voigt is there for me. Tony Soprano is right Sipowitz, now my favorite. Tony yeah, Soprano. I, just, I, I don't know. It's just my jam right now. Sonny Crockett. I don't know who my favorite TV I've character recently, is. So in New Age, I'm not saying this is a contender for best show. I'm just saying stuff that I've recently picked up on. Started watching Peaky Blinders on Netflix. My Phenomenal God. show. Right. What Phenomenal about, show. What about Axe? Yeah, Axe has to be there. I've got, billions. I got to get We've back on the billion trains. Yeah, I... There's just Billions too much stuff to fun. watch, man. There yeah. is. I, and we don't have a lot of time. That's yeah. the other problem. Yeah. James Knight says chips. Yes. Poncherello. Hell yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I was in love. Yes. Okay, wait. And what was the fire show? The uh, Emergency. Emergency. I, oh, my I, gosh. One of my great childhood injuries was because of the television show Emergency. Um, I damn near cut my pinky finger off as a kid because my mom bought me a metal red Tonka fire truck. It's the Tonka. And I had spray painted that thing. I took that truck apart, put it back together, but it was metal. And I cut my finger and, and almost cut my pinky finger off. Like right in this joint right here. Damn. Like it was brutal. I bled everywhere. It was amazing. Um, <laughs> and I, I vividly remember asking my mom to call emergency because I cut my finger. Oh. Yeah, I was that kind of stupid. Uh, Robert says Seinfeld is the best show ever made. People who don't like it I it, don't get the humor. People who don't like it don't that? get the humor. Yeah, no, it is, it's arguable. It is particular humor though, because a lot of people were like, "I don't get it. Why is it so funny?" But it is. It is. It's a New York style of humor, and there were some great things that came out of Seinfeld. Yeah. I wanted to say Festivus. Thank you so much. Festivus for the rest of us. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says Three's Company and Small Wonder. Three's Company. Suzanne Summers. Oh my! I god. I cannot tell you how many forearm I don't think sessions Jake's I probably had. Ever Never even heard seen. of that. Ooh, Never she heard was hot. Of it. Charlie's Angels. 
Uh, with the mention of Kyler Murray, the sports portion of the show is back, DWC. TV <laughs> <laughs> uh, working over oh, here. Oh, Jeremy Bolton says Charles in charge. Never heard of it. Eric and Raleigh says I bled everywhere. It was amazing. Exactly right. Oh, fall guy. What about Little House on the Prairie? Did you? you well, no. you didn't. Well, but, Britt, did like, you watch Little House on yeah, the Prairie as a kid? that was big when we were kids, but that's because that's it. all we had. And now I look back at it and I go, oh, my gosh. Price is right. wrong, man. Price is right. Price is Right, one of the greatest TV shows ever. Yeah, but Price is but Right is like show. a game not, show. It's that's not, it's like, not that's a different. scripted dude, show. That's different. Uh, no, nope, you're that out. Count, dude, you're out. That doesn't you're count, out. man. Match nope. game? No. Nope. We're no. not talking game shows. So I said, yeah. My two dads and Kate and Allie. Stop where, it, Eric. Where does Catfish rank? Nah, it's trash. Not the greatest ever. It's too trash. It is too trash, trash, but entertaining. Trash, yeah. If I need oh. a quick 30-minute show, I'm going to catch the catch. It's Lander Vargas. Happy days. Absolutely happy days. Uh, my God. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Anyway. My vote is the Sopranos. That's the, that's what I'm going to go with now. All right. And then finally, I guess we need to talk about bad service. Yeah. Because we went to, so we had a couple incidents of bad service uh-huh. yesterday. And, uh-huh. and it had alleviated itself to mm-hmm. a certain extent. Because mm-hmm. I think you see, one of the things we've talked about is like restaurants. Right. I think we've seen that restaurant service has gone up because the workforce has started yeah, it's coming to back. return. It's coming back. So yesterday, Mrs. Monty and I um, go for a hike because Mrs. Monty loves to hike. So, well, I love to hike now. Um, it sucks and I hate it, but um, I went. And so Mrs. Monty um, was feeling gracious and less authoritarian and allowed me to pick a trail to go hiking on. You know. So I picked the Twin Lakes Trail specifically because I knew it ended at the top of Brighton and there's a viewpoint at the top of Brighton where you can see the entire resort and essentially down the entire canyon. Gotcha. Now, we got up to that viewpoint and I was not allowed to, uh, by my authoritarian dictator wife, I was not allowed to go and see that viewpoint. Vexes me. This was not the end of the trail. Did not end at that point. So Mrs. Monty went and pulled a move straight from the movie The Accountant. Mm -hmm. And when she's like, well, I want to finish the trail. I have to finish. Right. I was like, no, mom, we ain't no, man. Pack everything up. We're out of here. Because, by the way, the Twin Lakes Trail, when you go to Brighton and you park essentially in front of the Brighton convenience store. Right. And you walk down the boardwalk up. It's hard. It is straight uphill. It is rocky. It is. It's a tough hike. It is moderate difficult. Right. And she's like, oh, look, another mountain to hike up. Let's go, honey. I started having second thoughts. I was like, hell no. We ain't doing that. He, he got to breakdown point. Well, because basically it was it was another 200 yards. I probably should have gone. But I was pissed as she didn't let me go see this viewpoint. <laughs> So I was like, no, nah, man. It's fu-. And I and I even said to her, it's Father's Day. I picked the trail. It's Father's Day. He did. He pulled the Father's Day. And I said, is it Mother's Day? No, Fine. it's not. <laughs> anyway, so then we hiked all the way down Brighton Resort. It was beautiful. It was a great hike. I mean, we really had a good time. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, right. And then we went to Silver, Silver, Silver Fork, Fork Lodge. Lodge. Silver I wasn't Fork even Lodge. there and I know the name of the lodge. Silver Fork Lodge. The food was amazing. Mm-hmm. The sourdough pancakes. Uh, right. I'm far more of a buttermilk guy. Crispy hash browns. Oh, the hash browns were awesome. Crispy hash browns. If that, you are not uh, making crispy hash browns, you should be fired. Dude. And they have. <coughs> dude, it was amazing. Crispy hash browns. <coughs> so 
Then we get there and it's only a 20 minute wait. So I'm thinking, okay, we're in good shape. It wasn't even 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Sat down. It was longer than 20 minutes to get the guy to come up to the table and take our food. Okay, so what's worse? Waiting longer in line to get to the table or getting to the table and having to wait? Getting to the table and having to wait. If I had to wait an hour and I got excellent service, no problem. That's the business. Okay. When you get, when you wait 15 minutes, you get to the table and the guy is just, I, I mean, he was partially not there. Like no, the guy just, not. yeah, he wasn't all put together. Well, then it turns out that the Silver Fork Lodge is having trouble hiring. Uh, who knew? He's actually got a billboard at the bottom of uh, the canyon mm -hmm. that says dead or alive, help wanted, call now. And it's his cell phone number. He's gotten one call. It's been there for six weeks. He's paying a minimum of $22 an hour. Yeah, bro. To have people come in, wait tables, dishwashers. Bartender. If you need a job, the Silver Fork Lodge will pay you $22 an hour. Their wait staff is making between four and $600 a shift. I'm going to say this again. Four and $600 a shift. It's legit, dude. You should go work there. And then we come home. We go to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse for dinner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we got really good service. Yeah. And the food was fire. It was a great experience. Yep. Yep. But before we had gone there, we ordered a dongle that we needed for this new setup. Right. We needed a, a connector that takes USB-C from Ethernet, Ethernet to USB-C. USB so that the MacBook Pro we run the show off of can get direct internet. So you ordered that from Target. Yes. Ordered it from Target for pickup. They said, great, we'll fulfill the order. I'll be ready in two hours to pick up. I'm like, all right, great. I'll be there at 8, home at 8.15. We're good to go. Get to the South Jordan Target. Oh, yeah, we sold both of those, actually. So we're going to have to refund that. Cool. You don't have anything else in stock? No. And so now I get to drive 15 minutes back down 114 to Southtown to go and get one from there. And it just was so frustrating. But like, not only that, you paid for the same part twice. Twice, yeah. Because they couldn't fulfill it where they said they'd fulfill it. And then you had to drive, so you paid more gas. Mm -hmm. Then you had to go and buy it again, so you mm -hmm. paid for it twice. Then you had to drive all the way home, so you had to pay for more gas. Yeah. So a part that should have been $20 was probably closer to $60, $70. Yeah, probably. I would guess. Yeah, probably. And this is the argument for just have Amazon deliver it to your home. But wow. we would have done that. However... We were kind of up against the clock because we needed it to do the show today. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I understand that. So I should be able to go out and get good service at Target. Well, all I'm expecting is if your website says you have it, that you have it. Because it said they had two left in stock. Yes. I ordered and paid for one and completed the order. And you show up and then it's not there. That's what I don't, that's there, what yeah, I don't there like. There should have been some sort of notification that they couldn't fulfill the order before you got there. Should have, could have, would have, right? But didn't. No. And it's incredibly frustrating. Yeah. So. There you but go. But there you go. That's how it is. So here's our, our first show now. Yeah, is in the first books. show is in the books. New setup works great. We appreciate everybody who tipped us on the show today. Thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, we Oh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. How did we forget the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? I don't know, man. It was a good one. It was. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says two over medium eggs over three stacks of pancakes. Hell yeah. Yes, please. Hell yeah. James Knight says fat. DW says the hash browns toasted like silver. Truth. Can't believe we forgot the fresh pitch. It's such a good show, Truth. I know. I know. Thanks for watching. We really appreciate you guys. Please give us a thumbs up. Please, that really helps the show grow. Hit subscribe. Let us know what you thought in the comments of our new cameras, our new mics, all that stuff. And uh, 
Yeah, I guess that's it. So until tomorrow, Jake, say goodbye. Goodbye, Jake. <laughs>